Welcome to Two Sides to the Story with Ted and Lori. I'm Lori Hearstetter. I'm Ted Zaleski, and we're recording today at Exploration Commons at 50 East. It's a cold, rainy day here, and my hair is a mess. But you can't see me, so it's okay. Cold and rainy, absolutely, and we've had such a wonderful fall. And of all nights to record an episode here, uh, dragging a guest along with us out into the cold and the rain. With us this evening, we have Heather Owens. She is the branch manager at the Finksburg branch of the Carroll County Public Library. She is our first guest, and she is our first guest on the podcast for a variety of reasons. We're gonna go into detail about some of those reasons in uh, just a few minutes, but just to give you a couple of the highlights. We have a new podcast. She's been with us on this journey as a viewer of our show, as a listener to the podcast, as a contributor to our website. So uh, we're thrilled to have Heather with us tonight, learn a little bit more about her love of books and uh, why she might be a fan of the show. And Heather is also following us on Instagram. Be like Heather. Now, Heather sent us an idea. If you have a question, a story, an idea for an episode, you can email us at two sides to the story at yahoo.com. The second two is a numeral two. So I want to give you sort of a, a story within the story. This podcast is, is pretty new. And just in the about three weeks ago, I guess, maybe it's been almost a month at this point, we did our first show as a live event at Exploration Commons. And we did it with a live audience. So we look out in the audience and we see some family and friends, familiar faces that made us comfortable right from the start. And then we saw Heather. Heather was wearing a Team Ted shirt. So we have to tell you, for those of you that don't know, uh, what Team Ted is all about. But I have to say that it just took the nerves right away um, that evening that we looked out into the audience, saw a fan of us before we even got started. So I, I wanna say a little bit about Team Ted, but not too much because our next episode is with a member of Team Ted and that's gonna be an inside story that you're gonna wanna tune in for. But for tonight, I'd like to say, Heather, how did you end up with the Team Ted shirt? Can you tell us that story? Um, gladly. Uh, so, um, as you said, I'm the branch manager of the Finksburg branch, and um, we do a elementary battle of the books every year. Uh, it is a competition between elementary school students. They read uh, five to seven books, and they answer questions about those books. And Ted has always been our MC. So um, when we had the adult battle of the books event and I saw the Team Ted shirts, I reached out to Lynn Wheeler, who put me in um, contact with Chris, who had the shirts created for your Team Ted. Um, and Chris let me, uh, let, gave me the information to get Team Ted shirts for um, myself. And I got them for all of my staff at Finksburg so that we could wear the Team Ted shirts at the elementary battle when Ted was our MC. Um, and then of course, uh, some of the other branch managers 
learned that I was getting Team Ted shirts and they wanted some for themselves. I didn't know that you bought the shirts for your for your staff. That's pretty pretty good. Uh, and, it's, and it's also it, it's good to know that people are walking around with my face on, on them out there. How many Team Ted shirts do you think there are? How many are you responsible for? Um, I'd say about 25. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, my <laughs> goodness, Ted. <laughs> so we had five for our team and 25 other people. That's incredible. So, yeah, Ted, what do you think about that, having your face out there for 25 or more people? To <laughs> I'm thrilled beyond words. <laughs> so, so, Heather, as um, Lori mentioned, you were one of our very first emails. We're hoping that we'll be hearing more from a, a lot of people. But the thing you emailed us about was that we should talk about how people treat their books, uh, something that is one aspect of a larger topic for us. What kind of reader are you? Now, you said um, you know, some people dog ear pages, they write notes, they highlight. Some people don't do any of those things. And you also said that in different parts of your life, you have approached this differently. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you treat books and how it's been different at different times for you? Sure. Um, so as a librarian and working with library books, I, I don't encourage people to write in the, the shared library books. Um, however, I was an English major um, in my undergrad career and we were encouraged to write in books. Um, often, you know, we were writing uh, papers on those books, so a lot of the um, highlights and things like that were quotes or themes or characters that I wanted to write and elaborate on in a paper. Um, and I kind of fell out of the habit once I left school because I wasn't really interacting with the reading, I don't think, on a personal level. It was much more of an academic, educational, um, needing the paper and a, a very, uh, I would say, very focused on getting a grade and um, completing an assignment. So. Um, as I got older, I, I did not uh, write in books as much, but I have found that in the last couple of years, I have started picking up the habit, um, and and I have several friends who always ask me, why do you buy books? And it's because I write in them. Um, they're like, you work at a library, you can get all the books that you want, and, I'm, and I won't write in library books, um, and I don't think you should either. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, so when I um, get my own books, I do uh, like to you know highlight quotes. I circle words I don't recognize, um, and and I I just find it to be a much more um, thorough reading experience. Before we started, you told us a story about your father and a way that he treats some books on airplanes. Can you uh, share that with everybody else? Um, so that actually is a is a story from uh, the Ex Libris book. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, it's uh, Anne Fadiman's father, not mine. Uh, but I was just so fascinated by this. Um, it is a book called Ex Libris, um, Confessions of a Common Reader um, by Anne Fadiman. And she has an actual essay on, on um, you know, how you should treat books. And she mentioned that her father was a traveler. And when he traveled on planes, he would always read a mass market paperback. And as he read a chapter, he would rip it out and to make the uh, book lighter as he traveled further and further on the planes. So um, I have to say that, that I was a little horrified when I read that story. I don't know that I'd rip books apart, but I do write in them quite a lot. 
I, I know I couldn't do that. And we also talked, there's a book called Library by Susan, how did you pronounce her last name? Orlean. Orlean, that's what mm. I, I thought. Um, but it's a book about a major fire at the main branch of the Los Angeles Library. And as part of getting into the story, she said she was going to try and burn a book to see what that was like. But she couldn't get herself to actually do it. So what about you, Lori? How, how are you with books? You know, it's interesting because uh, my story is similar to uh, the conflict <laughs> that Heather has. Um, I took my son to the library a lot when he was young. We would um, get one of those library bags and we'd fill it every couple of days. And it was uh, a regular routine for us. And we enjoyed reading together immensely. At that point, it was me reading to him. Um, but he was all about it. And at bedtime, it was one of those, you know, one more book, mommy, one more book. And because all of my books were coming from the library, I was not writing in them, I promise. <laughs> I may have had to wipe food off of them occasionally, <laughs> um, snacks during bedtime reading, but I was not writing in them. So flash forward to now, um, no longer reading <laughs> to my child anymore. And now I'm reading for me. I'm still a big uh, borrower from the library, but in recent years, and really at Ted's influence, I have more books that I have either purchased or that Ted has given me. Um, he'll read a book and really enjoy it and say, you have to read this. And often that is happening by either him giving me his copy that he owns or giving me my own copy. So I have been exposed to writing in books, um, marking books in a different way than I would have before. So my approach is, is a bit different than Ted's and I won't give Ted's away, um, but I, if it's my book and I own it, I tend to use highlighting primarily and then secondly is the little tabs, the little colorful tabs that you can put in the pages. It has been rare for me to write in a book, um, but I've borrowed Ted's books and I get the joy of reading a book with Ted's notes in it, which gives a little something away, but go ahead, Ted. <laughs> so I've, I've evolved over time and that's largely because I, I do author interviews and it's become part of my preparation for, for doing the interviews. But for most of my life, I was, I was pretty hardcore about giving books good treatment. Uh, Heather, in her email, made a comment about some books treating, some people treating their books with sacred reverence. Uh, that, that was me. Uh, I was the, the one who would barely open the book up so that I didn't crack the spine. And somebody laying a book an open book face down, even now, makes me cringe. But I would have never marked up a, a book back in those days. I didn't even like it when people turned back the pages of my magazines. But now I do mark up the, the books. Uh, for my interviews, they get marked up extensively. And I don't do it in every book, but there are certain books where now, even if I'm not preparing for an interview, uh, I just find myself marking words and sentences I like, uh, things that are connections to other things. That's something that's going to come up a lot as we go through episodes. I, I, I love making connections between something in one book and something in, in another book or a book and a person that I, that I know. So aside from how you treat books, 
I'm very curious um, for you, Heather, as, as a reader. Because you are a librarian, because you were an English major, books have been a big part of your life, but almost in, in a required way. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious to hear, I mean, what, what type of reader are you? What do you like to read? Um, and, and what influences your reading? Um, well, so I started very early. One of my um, earliest memories of the library is um, looking for Harold and the Purple Crayon. Mm -hmm. That was, um, and, and I can remember it was checked out, and at that point I did not realize other people checked books out of the library. I just thought it was going to be there when I wanted it. So um, I can remember that disappointment. Um, so, so uh, but I was always a reader, and I always enjoyed reading. And I don't really stick to any one genre. Like, anything that, that catches my eye or, or fascinates me, like, I just want to read it. Now, I, I was looking at, um, I think uh, it's Nancy Pearl who says that there's um, four doorways into reading, uh, setting, character. I'm going to forget the Landscape other Landscape and language. Or Lang no, set, setting, character, Sorry. page turner, and language. Language. We're also Nancy Pearl fans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and for me, it's always the character. Like, I have to enjoy the character. Um, and I don't always, uh, if, if there's a lot of people telling me that I have to read the book sometimes, I, I don't read the book right away. I wait, and then I, you know, because I want to experience it on my own. Um, I finally read A Girl on the Train after, you know, the, all the big hoopla was over. And, and actually, I, I was disappointed because I couldn't find a character I liked in it. So I, I, I read for the characters, definitely. Um, I think that answers the question. That's uh, great. You know. uh, the only other thing I'm thinking is uh, fiction, nonfiction. You said all genres, but do you tend to read fiction more or nonfiction more? Um, actually, I read both. I, I tend towards, um, this will be funny, but I, I tend to read nonfiction in the morning when I'm waking up, but I read fiction at night um, because it doesn't require as much, I think, brain power. Um, but I did, you know, there was a book called An Organized Mind, which was all about neuroscience and, and um, a, a subject that I found really fascinating. And it took me like six months of reading it over coffee because it just was, there was a lot of scientific, you know, research and things that I wasn't, you know, comfortable with. And I, it just really had to settle into my mind. So I can only do that in the mornings, you know, <laughs> in, in the evenings. It, it's much more fiction and um, just, you know, for fun. I love that. So I am um, more of a nonfiction reader than fiction, and I've been trying to expand my horizons there. And I'm like you. I'm a morning thinker, and your approach to it makes a lot of sense to me. To start the day, my wheels are spinning. That's the perfect time for me to do nonfiction reading. And at night, when you're trying to just relax, fiction is, makes a lot more sense. So thank you. That's a wonderful suggestion, whether you <laughs> intended it that way or not. <laughs> So for people who listened to our first episode, you might remember we actually did talk a little bit about Nancy Pearl and the four, four types of reading. And um, Nancy Pearl is another person we're hoping to interview one of these days. But right now we have a number of other things we're already lined up. So you're a librarian. In my day job, I'm the budget director for Carroll County. And I can say with total confidence, not only didn't I grow up wanting to be a budget director, that's not a thought that ever occurred to me until it, it happened. Uh, how about you? Was being a librarian a, a goal or just something that happened to you? 
A little bit of both. Um, my I grew up in Ohio, and my first after-school job was actually uh, a shelver. You know, so I actually shelved books and things like that. That was my first after-school job. Um, but when I went to uh, college and I was in English literature, um, I really loved Nathaniel Hawthorne, and I actually went on to get a master's in English literature, thinking I would be an academic and I would teach, you know, at um, a college or or you know, in an academic setting, and. I didn't, I didn't really enjoy my master's portion of it as much as I did my undergrad. And I really, um, it was not the book sharing community that I had been looking for. So um, I actually was, um, I got my master's in Salisbury. Um, my parents grew up around here and my mom had moved to this area. So I had moved up here on my way back to Ohio where I originally grew up um, and in the meantime, when I was here, I got an interview for the Carroll County Public Library, and um, and I was like, okay, I can, you know, I could do this. So um, I uh, told Ted I started 18 years ago. I was a library associate, and then from there, I just kind of um, promoted up and progressed up. Um, but it it really was not my intention to be a librarian. Although once I I got here, I was like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Like I, I really should have, you know. <laughs> It, it could have been a much shorter journey. <laughs> <laughs> so wh where did you live in Ohio? Um, so we lived in, um, it was called Silver Lake. It's outside Akron. My my parents grew up here and um, graduated from the Franklin High School in Reicherstown. Um, but my father uh, was a chemical engineer and got a job with Goodyear, which is in Akron, Ohio. And so as a young married couple, they, they went out there to Akron and um, they were only going to go for five years, and they were going to come back to Maryland. But they ended up staying out there, and um, my brother, sister, and I were all born and raised out there. So, um. I lived first and second grade. I lived in Reynoldsburg, Ohio, which mm. is a little town outside of Columbus. Probably has been taken over by Columbus now. But uh, thinking back to first libraries, my my first library was actually a bookmobile that came to the street, kind of on the backside of the block that I lived on. And you know, talk about the bags of books. I didn't have bags, but I can remember, you know, walking off the the, the bus with my arms loaded up with uh, with books. So I'm I'm curious, Heather, with uh, your role as a librarian, um, something that matters a lot to Ted and I in the show, and most of the reason we're doing this is about promoting literacy, and that is a important part of your job. So I'm sure you have some stories of people that you have influenced in your role as a librarian. Can you share a story with us about how you've impacted and influenced someone's reading because of your role as a librarian? Ooh, that, that might be a toughie. Um, so when, um, when I was working at um, Eldersburg and then again when I was at Finksburg but not in my current role, we did a lot of book talking in the school systems for the summer reading program. And it was always great to um, go to the school systems and do that book talking, but then when the, the, the students would come in during the summer and be like, oh yes, you came to my school, you, you talked about this book, and um, you know, they would describe to you the book that, and, and I think in that way I, I realized that it was much more than just us going to the school and book talking, like, the, you know, they were coming back and, and it, it was bigger than that. Um, now, um, a non-library story, um, I waited tables through my undergrad and graduate um, uh, 
well, my first graduate degree. And I used to always carry a book in my apron for the, the slow times. And um, they used to make fun of me when, the, when I first started, you know, because I had a book. And, um, but by the end of the summer, everyone had a book in their apron. <laughs> like, oh, and, well, at least good. five people did. So, you know, I was just like, oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's influence. Exactly. Um, I was just about to ask you something, and it slipped my mind now. Did you have anything left? Uh, well, actually, this is just sort of a, a side note. Um, something that it, it just giggles because of the, the whole Team Ted thing and, and the shirts. Um, and we've been kind of toying around with the idea of should we have a two-side shirt? Um, and we'll see if people are interested, if there's some, you know, <laughs> so if it turns into be like a Team Ted shirt and there are 25 people wearing a two-side shirt that would be worth it to just the, i mean that would be gratifying for me the way uh people at your restaurant all walking around with books at the end but what i really wanted to say was aside from whether we do a shirt or not i, I would wear a team heather shirt i am <laughs> i'm so thrilled with you this has been so much fun um i love our conversations we have a lot in common mm -hmm. um we're gonna have to talk with you more I hope that you will continue to submit ideas. Um, I hope that we have an opportunity to have you on the show again. And something I forgot to mention at the beginning is that another first for us, we developed a website for the show, which was an uh, undertaking, learning how to do a website, and, and it was a challenge. Um, and I had two big helpers with that. One was my son, who helped the website design, and the other was my sister, who took some photos for us for the website and you were kind enough to let us come to your branch as our photo booth, so to speak. We were all around the shelves, inside and out, changing clothes and taking pictures to stock our, our website. So if anybody has been to the website and you see some of those photos, and especially you'll see some of the lighting and the pretty colors in the background, that is Heather's Branch. The Finksburg Library is beautiful. Um, if you haven't been there, you ought to go, and you'll want to go introduce yourself to Heather. So Heather, thank you for joining us and for being a Two Sides fan. To our listeners, be like Heather. So in this episode, we looked at a facet of what kind of reader are you by how you treat your books, and we explored a little bit of Heather's life as a reader and a librarian. In our next episode, we'll interview Annette Danik, Penguin Random House Executive Vice President Supply Chain, one of the top 100 women in supply chain, and a member of the Battle of the Books Team Ted that Lori was referring to a little bit earlier. And as Ted said, be like Heather. Maybe that goes on the shirt. <laughs> we would love to have you um, give us your input on the website. Send us an email. Certainly follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram currently. Um, and also listen to the, the, po uh, the podcasts. We are on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple as well. So uh, stay tuned to the next episode. Thanks again to Heather for joining us. Thanks for joining us and enjoy your reading. <laughs>